Chapter One of the Hemlock Avenue Mystery by Roman Doubleday. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Roger Moline. The Hemlock Avenue Mystery by Roman Doubleday. Chapter One. Young Lyon, lounging in the courthouse to make up his daily tale of items for the Wainscot News, was perhaps the only man who knew exactly how the quarrel between Lawrence and Fullerton began, though when later events had made that quarrel take on an unexpected significance, he was exactly the one man who did not talk about it. Through the glass side panel of the door he had seen Lawrence coming up the stone walk from the street and he had watched him with eagerness, meaning to get a nod as he passed. For Lawrence was not only a rising young lawyer, but, what was more important to the cub reporter, he had just won the championship in the curling contest of the city clubs. Slight as was Lyon's acquaintance with him, it had the touch of hero-worship which a youth is always ready to pour out as an offering before a man who is at once an athlete, a social success, a man eminent in professional life, and withal magnetic and charming in his personal relations, as Lawrence was. So he counted it luck just to have the chance to say good morning. It seems that Fullerton must have approached from the side street, for the two men met at the foot of the courthouse steps and came up together. Lyon noticed that, though they nodded to each other, they did not speak. At the top Fullerton pushed ahead, so as to come first through the revolving pepper-box of a storm door which made the entrance of fresh air to the courthouse as difficult as was the exit of foul air within. Lawrence swung through in the next compartment, pushing the door around much more rapidly than suited Fullerton's dignified gait. The knowledge that he had thumped his distinguished predecessor's heels probably cheered Lawrence's heart for he cried gaily as he emerged. "'You see, I follow in your footsteps.' "'Not for the first time,' said Fullerton in level tones, with a slow lifting of his lowered eyelids. The effect of those quiet words on Lawrence's temper was surprising. Instantly his hand flashed out and he slapped Fullerton's face. In a moment half a dozen men were between them, Someone restored Fullerton's hat, which had fallen off at his sudden start, while others officiously laid restraining hands on Lawrence, who was trembling like a nervous horse. "'You may think a trick will win, but, by my soul, I'll take the trick,' he cried hotly. Fullerton, who was quite white except where the marks of Lawrence's fingers burned like a new brand on his cheek, stood perfectly still for an instant with his eyes on the floor, as though waiting for anything further that his opposing counsel might have to say. Then he replaced his hat, bowed slightly to the group, and walked away to the elevator. "'Jove, if I had the grip on my temper that Fullerton has, I'd be Attorney General by now,' said Lawrence lightly. "'Guess I'll take the other elevator all the same.' And he walked jauntily down the hall." The collected group of men burst into excited cross-currents of talk. What was it all about? 
What will Fullerton do? Gee, but Lawrence might be disbarred for that. Fullerton, of all men! He must be getting old if he lets that pass. Oh, this isn't the end of it. You can bet on that all right. But what was it all about? Why, Fullerton got a decision in the Sims case yesterday. Beat Lawrence on a technicality. It was rather sharp practice, but Fullerton goes into a case to win, and he knows all the tricks of the trade. You heard what Lawrence said about taking the trick. Yes, they had all heard what Lawrence had said. Lyon listened to the gossip, but contributed nothing. He was perfectly certain that Lawrence's hot speech about a trick had been expressly intended for the bystanders. The champion was too good a sport to take a professional defeat like a baby. And the quick speeches that had preceded the blow no one had heard but himself. He walked down the steps thoughtfully. It was his business to understand things. But the quarrel did not appear among the news items he turned into the city editor. End of chapter 1